Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We've all seen the, uh, the video of the wildfires in California. And they're terrifying. Just as the videos of the wildfires in Canada, British Columbia, and of course the beast which invaded Alberta from Saskatchewan and uh, remember the remember the footage and the and the destruction in Fort McMurray. So the wildfire issue is one that we're talking about a lot on this continent. And according to my next guest, we live in the Pyrocene age. My guest is Professor Stephen Pine, wildfire authority, emeritus professor at Arizona State University. And the Pyrocene Age of Fire will be as impactful as the Ice Age was, Professor Pine says. Um, He's the author of more than 30 books, mostly on the history and management of wildland and rural fire, including big screen surveys for the United States, Canada, Australia, Europe, and Russia. His new book is Fire, A Brief History, second edition. He's also the author of Awful Splendor, A Fire History of Canada. That's been around for some years, but Professor Pine, great to have you with us. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, my pleasure. So when we, when you say pyrocene, <laughs> I, I take the first four letters of that word, and I'm well on my way to understanding, I think, what's coming our way. What are we in for? What is the pyrocene era? Well, I'll tell you, how did I come to, how did I come to coin the term? I've I've been concerned, like many people, with global environmental changes and trying to understand it. But I come at it as a fire guy. I'm I'm basically a fire historian, and I've been listening to people say we have no narrative for what's coming. We have no analog and no analog future. Uh, we can't predict. It's it's too strange. And it coming at it from fire, I see it a little differently. I I think we do have a narrative, and it's a very old narrative. It's a story of ourselves and fire. We are. The Earth's keystone species for fire. We have a species monopoly over fire. We have always used fire. So that is continuing. And thinking about analogs, when you start adding up all the ways that our fire practices, what we are doing, and what we used to do and have quit doing with with fire on living landscapes and how we're using fossil fuels now, we're creating, in effect, um, something on the on the scale that might be comparable to the ice ages of the Pleistocene. So at that way, I thought at that point, I, I, I tried to make the case that we do have a way to understand this. And we do have some, uh, some analogies for what might happen. Uh, they're pretty frightening. Uh, Go ahead and find but, us. Well, uh, you know, look, what, what happened during the ice age? I mean, Canada, Canada was completely subsumed under the ice. Uh, ice is pretty, is pretty permanent. Uh, it, it destroys life. Uh, so fire is different because it's, it's not a substance. It just doesn't sit there and mound it. It's a reaction. But you start adding up the things that the Ice Age set up in motion, 
um, extinctions, uh, changes in sea level, large areas of land and uh, landscapes, living landscapes, uh, being altered a huge scale. So you have ice, you have uh, lakes, you have periglacial effects without wash plains. Start looking at all this, and I'm thinking, are there are there comparable uh, things emerging? Well, we're really changing a lot of our fire our fire prone landscapes are becoming more fire prone. We're seeing more frequent, in many cases, more savage uh, fires. We also have areas that need fire that aren't getting it. Uh, we, we're looking at an extinction, uh, mass extinction. We're looking at changes in, in sea level. All of these come back to our our special status as a fire creature. And uh, so that, for me, was a way of trying to encapsulate that. And it's it, it provides an image that people can can latch onto. The other stuff, there are just too many scattered kinds of consequences rattling around. It's hard it's hard to understand it. So, so most I, people don't, I'm don't sorry. get fire, and it, it seems very alien and strange. They yeah. only see it as destructive. I see it as, as sort of integrated in with the world, integrated with human society, and this is a way I can I can make sense out of it. Okay, so when we look at the situation in California, and most of us experience it through a video clip, mm-hmm. when we look at a situation like the beast in uh, in Western Canada, we see the uh, we see the flames, the wall of flames on video. Then we see the after effects of the communities that have been burned. We see that in California as well, and other places where these fires occur. Mm-hmm. And are, are we in for a lot? Do I hear you saying then we're in for a lot more of this? Uh, that's what that's what the forecast seems to be looking at uh, right now. Uh, particularly climate, but also our land use changes and other things are acting as a performance enhancer. They're sort of magnifying and increasing the tempo. I mean, California is built to burn. It's built to burn explosively. If there were no people around, it would still have fires that would burn to the Pacific. Why is that? But Well, it's because you've got a Mediterranean climate over much of the state, so you've got a wet-dry cycle regularly. That's what you need for fire. It needs to be wet enough to grow stuff and dry enough to to, burn it it off. Uh, You have episodic droughts, many of them uh, long duration. Even in the mountains, the Sierra Nevada, you've got regular uh, pattern of, of summer thunderstorms and so forth. All of this is sort of built for fire. You've also got this mountain range running east-west, and it, it then you get these um, cold fronts that park their park themselves on the east side, and that sets up conditions where you get these sort of avalanches of wind that just pour out across the mountains. All this is structural. It has nothing to do with people. And because this has gone on for so long, you have um, basically a, a biota that is adapted to it. Uh, but we've done we've done so many things to to break that up and the sort of the patterns that had come into accommodation we've we've sort of broken and California for a long time has insisted it's going to live as it wants to live in those places it wants to live in despite this and we've for a century now we've put our firefighting uh, system in between that is what's going to buffer between the sort of hammer of fires and sort of the anvil of American society as we're choosing. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. My guest is Professor Stephen Pine, Professor Emeritus at the University uh, Arizona State University, and his website is stephenpine.com. His uh, most recent book is Fire, A Brief History, Second Edition. And uh, what I was reading, uh, Professor Pine, in Wired Magazine, um, they were writing about fire, and just one or two sentences here. Welcome to what fire historian Steve Pine calls the Pyrocene, a unique time in history when human use of fire, particularly the burning of fossil fuels, and the attendant climate change combine to create hell on earth. We are creating a fire age that will be equivalent to the ice age. I heard you say that, but are we are we looking at hell on earth? No, that's no. nothing I said. That's that's, <laughs> that's the a bit of hyperbole there. Line. Hey, they're 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 you know they're uh, yeah they're jazzing it up. They're trying to get more hits. Okay, uh, I know I can't control that. So let me no, ask you then. A... Let me ask you then. You said that we looked at California because that's where the wildfires yeah. are now. So you say California has decided they're going to live the way they want to live. So they have the communities almost abutting onto the fire zones, but they put the firefighters in the middle uh, to separate well, the two, right? So it's not like the referee in the ring. That's awfully tough on the... That, except that the referee in the ring is not being pummeled by both of the fighters. <laughs> yeah, so that's a rough, is, rough place for firefighters. We're asking those guys and, and women to put themselves in buffer, and up to a certain point, that's legitimate, and they're accepting it. But we're having so much, and it's it's increased uh, the savagery of the fires as such that we can't do that. It's not effective, and we really can't ask them to take those kinds of risks under those conditions. I think the fact so that so normal, many, I'm sorry, so many people were told to leave, evacuate, kind of made that statement, didn't it? That we're, we're doing our best, but we, we, we just can't control this thing. Well, with, 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 you've got winds like that. I mean, mostly what people see are this wall of flame, and then they see the post-burn area, and they assume that it rolls over it like a, a tsunami. Uh, but the communities are mostly taken out by ember storms, just blizzards of sparks. I mean, I think of it as a kind of locust on fire, and they just swarm across at any point of vulnerability they will find. And when you've got that, and you've got fires starting a mile or two ahead, there is no way that you are going to be able to provide coverage and protect those towns. It's just, it's just not possible. So may I ask and you, part of what's, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm always fighting the clock here. I want to get as many questions yeah. in for you as I can sure. because this is so important. I hope you'll come back. Um, are we looking at, if you look at the United States and Canada, North America wide, are both countries, is the entire continent, facing the same problems? Are, they, are, are, are we facing consistent situations in both countries? Well, we're facing we're facing variants. They're not going to be the same except certain areas along the border. Uh, the northeastern part of the United States, uh, areas like Toronto, the Maritimes, don't have regular wet-dry cycles, at least at this point they don't. So they're going to be relatively immune from a lot of this if they can control their fires and the amount of debris they leave on the landscape that, that can burn. Uh, Western Canada, parts of Central Canada, 
um, much of the United States are going to feel this a lot more. The boreal forest is going to feel it. We're already seeing a lot of the effects in Alaska now. some of the areas uh, are simply going to become too dry. Uh, perhaps where I live in the southwest, forecast it may be so dry that we don't have enough stuff growing anymore. So we're going to have fires that will roar over it, but we won't be able to regenerate at this, the same kind of thing. I don't think anybody really knows. Uh, and we don't know what actions we're going to take or not take to change the kinds of outcomes we're predicting. I just think that it's going to, fire is going to be central to it. It's not everything, but fire is going to be a cause in some place. It's going to be a consequence, but it's going to be a catalyst too. That's who we are. You know, other animals knock over trees and dig holes in the ground. We do fire. And right now we're not doing a very smart job of it. How much does climate change play into this? Well, right now, as I would, I would, I see it as a performance enhancer. It's, uh, it's aggravating what's already out there. Um, some of the areas in far northern environments, again, Alaska, northern boreal forests in Canada, uh, and elsewhere, seem to be uh, picking up tempo and intensity because of it. Um, it's really hard to sort out. You know, fire. People want to know what's the driver here. What's the cause? Well, fire, fire is a reaction. It's, it's like a driverless car. It's just barreling down the road. It's integrating everything around it. And at some places in time, one factor is going to loom really large, like the winds in California right now. Uh, other times, other things are going to be in. So they're all out there. So it makes it difficult in a sense. We'd like one thing we can do and fix it. But on the other hand, the fact that there are so many things out there means that there are lots of points of entry. And we can do a lot of little things. To correct it, we can certainly keep power lines from starting fires uh, the way okay. they are now. Right. There, there, we can harden our houses so we don't have communities. I mean, there are bunches of things we can do. If it were a real ice age, there's not a lot you're going to be able to do to stop an ice sheet. But fire feeds off the living vegetation, so there are lots of points of interest okay. for us. There are many things I, we can do. I have to stop you there, but I hope you'll come <laughs> back. You're a terrific guest. Of a lot more to talk about, Professor Pine. Thank you for the time today. Well, thank you for the invitation. Have a good one. Great talking to you. StephenPine.com is the website. StephenPine.com, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-P-Y-N-E.com. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 